For listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Live from the KATH 910 AM studios in Las Colinas and broadcasting across North Texas on the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is the Good News Show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this special pre-recorded Memorial Day edition of the Good News Show here on KTH 910 AM, Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. I'm Dave Palmer, along with Cecil Anderson, and we are pre-recording this. Hope you're having a great day. Of course, we remember those who have given their lives in the ultimate sacrifice in order for us to do things like worship and have radio stations where we pretty much can say what we want about our faith. And so praise God for that. And thanks to the men and women who have died for us that we remember on this Memorial Day. And we've got a great program for you. We've got some uh, two original interviews to share with you this hour. And one of them, I'm so excited about this, Cecil, because we are going to introduce everybody to the uh, transmitter of the Faith Award recipients for the July 20th Summer Speaker Series event. It's going to be at the Frontiers of Flight Museum in Dallas. Tickets are on sale right now. In fact, I hope if you're listening right now, you would just go on to summerspeakerseries.com and just get the tickets, okay? We lo- we have a committee meeting early next week. We want to be able to give a good report that already 100 people have bought tickets. Uh, wouldn't that be awesome? So why delay uh, just get your tickets right now. Summerspeakerseries.com. Uh, Father Bill Casey will be the speaker. And what I was getting at in my own roundabout way is that in a couple of minutes here, we're going to introduce you to the recipients of the Transmitter of the Faith Award. It's a beautiful couple from Irving. I won't tell you anything else because you're going to meet them here in just a moment on the radio. So uh, that, that that's awesome. And you've got a couple of Memorial Day trivia questions? I do. I scoured the internet for these for a good two minutes and found them. So uh, a couple of questions just for your Memorial Day so that we learn a little bit more about it. What was Memorial Day originally known as? I'm going to give you like a second. Okay. Okay. It was known as Decoration Day. And uh, when did Memorial Day become an official annual holiday? And I was surprised. We went over this Friday on the Back to the Father show, and I was off by almost 100 years. Although, interestingly, Dave, I found a follow-up question for this one that kind of might fit a little bit closer to your timeline. Okay. Which is, so the it became an official holiday in 1868, which was a little bit after the Civil War. Mm -hmm. You thought it was right after uh, after World War II. But I, I scrolled down a little bit more in my uh, my uh, trivia questions, and it says it became a federal holiday in 1971. Oh, okay. So a I'm lot still more wrong. recently, still wrong, but more recent. Seventy-one. Um, uh, so. That would have been right after, like. Uh, 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 Vietnam mm-hmm. or Vietnam was just ending around that yes, time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And the last one that did stump uh, Dave as well, but also some of the people watching did <laughs> you figure have to it point out. that Sorry, out. Sorry, Dave. <laughs> um, what flower is typically worn on this holiday in remembrance of fallen soldiers? Dave's okay. like, I know I now. I know now. <laughs> yeah, short term memory is kicking in. poppy, although I don't feel like at least I've not seen that very frequently. What's here. a poppy look like? It, it's 
I, I think of a poppy good. seed. <laughs> it's not a poppy seed. It's like a little four petal uh, red okay, flower. Small. small. Yeah, they would just put mm-hmm. one little poppy flower mm-hmm. on there. Okay. Yeah. The seeds come from poppy flowers, the poppy seeds, I guess. I have no idea on that one. <laughs> that's a whole different kind of trivia. Right. Things you learn when you tune into Catholic Radio. We yeah. don't know anything about poppy seeds. That's right. So we mentioned the Summer Speaker Series event, July 20th, less than two months away. Father Bill Casey, tickets are $75. Please, please, please. Uh, my goal is that at least 10 people during this hour, okay, uh, go online, summerspeakerseries.com and get your tickets. We'd love to see you there. It's going to be wine, delicious food, a great talk, Transmitter the Faith Award, a great way to support Catholic Radio. So thank you in advance uh, for that. And, uh, you know, two days from now on Wednesday, we as a GRN family of employees are all going to be descending upon Midland, Texas. And for what reason? That's a fantastic question. No, we're going on our annual GRN family retreat, which is super awesome. Uh, you know, we're spread out quite a bit. We, th- for as many stations as we operate in the GRN, we're not that large of a staff, mm-hmm. only about 25 of us. But even still, it's only really once a year that we all get to come together to see each other. We talk during share we talk via email and all the chats and the Teams pray calls. Pray at 3 o'clock. Pray yeah. at 3 o'clock every day. But the time that you actually get to sit and chat with each other, pray together in person, go to Mass together, so super amazing and it helps really rejuvenate us for the busy months ahead and keeping all of our stations on the air and doing the work that God has placed before us. Mm-hmm. So that'll be a lot of fun. Pray for us and we will certainly be praying for you as well. And we also want to mention that when we get back from our retreat, which will be, I guess, next Friday or this Friday, I should say, um, uh, we're going to have one more week and then on Tuesday, June 13th, we are going to have a summer shirathon. You've probably heard the spots on the radio about this. The theme is in his presence and it'll have a Eucharistic theme. And of course, uh, Jesus, uh, will play prominent as he always does in Catholic radio. So we ask you to please make plans to call in, renew your pledge, make a pledge, uh, just give something so that we can, uh, keep the, the station on the air and we can keep broadcasting the, the beautiful truths of our Catholic faith. So I've only got one other thing. Anything else you need to say or how are we doing on time? Uh, we just have about a minute left, so we should definitely wrap it up. But uh, I hope you all have a blessed Memorial Day uh, and are enjoying the time with your family. Yeah, and I want to mention also after you will meet our Transmitter the Faith Award recipients here in just a moment, the second half of the show, I'm going to introduce you to a gentleman by the name of Pat Franz. And he is a graduate of Subiaco Academy in Arkansas. And you likely have heard these spots that we've been running a lot on the radio about Camp Subiaco, which is for nine through 13 year old boys. And they go out there and they just, they get a chance to be boys. It's a summer camp. They're doing two of them. One's in June, one's in July. And uh, let the, just, you know, send your boy out there if it's a good fit for him and just let him be a boy and shoot guns and do zip lines and canoeing and swimming and just hanging out with other guys and learning also about his faith as well and being in the presence of these Benedictine monks. I'm sure that's going to be a great experience. So we'll, we'll introduce you to Pat Franz and Camp Subiaco in the second half of the show today. Okay, so that that's it. Uh, thank you again for your support of not only the GRN, but all the 
different uh, apostolates and groups that we talk about a lot on the on Catholic Radio. I hope you're having a very very blessed and restful Memorial Day. And again, may God, you know, bless the re- and re- the re- repose of the soul of all men and women who died and laid down their life so that we can have the freedom that we experience today. Uh, God bless you. And now we'll go straight into my interview with the 2023 Transmitter of the Faith Award recipients. Here it is. Again, we hope you're having a blessed Memorial Day, and this is a recorded program, and I am so honored, and it's so appropriate in this first segment of the program of Memorial Day to introduce you to two wonderful, wonderful people who have been an amazing blessing, not only to this station, but to the broader Catholic community and the broader community at at whole. And they are none other than the recipients, uh, will be the recipients of the 2023 Transmitter of the Faith Award at our Summer Speaker Series event, 15th Annual Summer Speaker Series event, July 20th. Frontiers of Flight Museum with guest speaker Father Bill Casey. It's only a couple of months away, but this is the official uh, interview of them, and they are none other than Steve and Cindy Porter, uh, longtime friends and generous supporters in so many ways of Catholic Radio. And as we talk about this, uh, Steve and Cindy, you'll see they not only support Catholic Radio, but the broader Catholic community and also uh, have a very, very great love for this country and a great love for veterans and active uh, duty servicemen and women. And we're going to talk about patriotism as well. So first of all, congratulations. Thanks for being here. Great to see both of you. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Dave. Thank you. We're honored to be here. We appreciate the award. Thank you for inviting us. I know whenever you like say good, true things about humble people, they tend to not like it because they're humble. And <laughs> so, but I'm going to embarrass you all a little bit and just say that the words that come to my mind when I think of the two of you is so well, two words: uh, generosity and humility. Uh, just a, a spirit of generosity that you just pour yourselves out. You don't really ask for anything in return, and you're just humble souls. And so I won't even ask you to comment on that because you're probably going to say, be quiet, Dave, and get out of, get out of your next question. But I just want to thank you for exhibiting those two two virtues, which I, I think uh, are the ones that, that, that come to my mind. But anyways... The uh, Transmitter of the Faith Award. You, uh, congratulations! I know you all have been to many of these events. You probably are the never thought that you would be up there on stage getting it, but uh, I think never. you're very, very worthy recipient. So, congratulations! Well, thank you very much. We're more than honored. I, I hope we're worthy of the award. I was amazed and honored when you called and told me that, and uh, tried to get you to change your mind, but <laughs> you didn't want to do it. But we we appreciate it very much. We've been. I haven't missed a speaker series, I don't believe, and the people that have gotten the award are uh, amazing people. They do much greater things than Cindy and I do. But we're very honored and very happy to be able to receive the award. So, Steve, you've got a story about how you first came in contact with Catholic Radio. Can you, can you tell us about that? Yes, it, that's actually kind of an interesting story. I'm a parrot head Parrot heads are fans of Jimmy Buffett. And so Jimmy Buffett has a channel on a Sirius XM called Radio Margaritaville. <laughs> Way back in the day, that was hard to get. They didn't have a satellite radio in cars or anything. You had to buy a special radio. So I, I bought a radio 
and took it home. And I was flipping through the channels trying to find the right one. And I came across, um, well, not Guadalupe Radio at the time, but EWTN Radio. And I was just amazed. I hadn't known it existed at the time and this great Catholic education. And um, I, I was amazed. I was happy to find it. And I started listening to that. And pretty soon EWTN was on the radio and, and not Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> so at night, when I work late, when the store closes, I had a little um, antenna, a little like a hockey puck thing. I would drag out to the parking lot. It could pick up the radio, run the antenna into the inside the showroom, and uh, have EWT in while I was working. It was just so awesome to learn about. You know, I went to Catholic school, but pretty soon you listen to Father Mitch and all the great radio personalities, and you realize. I only knew a thimbleful of the faith, and it was just wonderful being able to glean you know, more and more Catholic knowledge. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, EWTN has uh, most of the same programs as we do, but with uh, 9, 10 a.m. Guadalupe Radio, you also get the local content. Uh, many people have often heard uh, Porter's Army Navy mentioned on yes. uh, Catholic Radio, and so through your sponsorship. Cindy, what about you? Why, why, why is supporting and being so generous to Catholic Radio here locally important to you? Well, we love Catholic school because it doesn't just give you education. It gives you education in your faith and building it and giving you something to build on once you, once you move on through life. And this opens the door to, to anyone who's stepped away, anyone who's wanted to know more, uh, anyone who's not available to be there in person, and it can reach out to people that you would never, wouldn't have another way to become connected and, and to allow their faith to build and grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I think about why your, your names came up when, I, when we were talking about Transmitter the Faith Award, it's, you know, this generosity of spirit. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know I'm pretty certain that I could call either one of you at any point and say, you know what, we're in a bind. We need $500 for the, the share matching gift. And, you know, of course, I don't make those calls often to you guys, but you would no, say yes. We and would be there. And, and you've always, you've always, the answer is always yes. Anything and, we could do. We, you know, I've spent too much time working, but supporting your station is a way, too, that we can help, um, you know, evangelize to people because I don't get out of the store that much. Uh, really, and every January we host a uh, we do a live remote broadcast yes. at your store, and y'all are doing much more of a favor for us than we are for you. And before I go on Christmas break, I always say, "Gosh, before I go on break and relax for two weeks, I just need to get something scheduled for January." And you're always my first call because because <laughs> I, I know the answer is always yes. And, yes. and 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 it's this kind of spirit of generosity that you just if I say, "Hey, can we come Thursday?" Yes. Can we come Saturday? Yes. Can we? Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you just, hey, Dave, whatever you guys need. Whatever you need. And now, the big one that people need to realize, and if they're not volunteers for the GR, they may not realize this, is what you all do every single Shurathon. Can you, uh, Cindy, can you express the, what every Shurathon y'all do and how this idea came about? Because it's, it's a really creative and very generous thing that you do. Well, um, David talked to Steve about, you know, that they need help receiving meals and stuff for all their volunteers. 
So we started bringing food. Well, food needs dessert, so we started making <laughs> cake. And then that makes you thirsty, so of course we started bringing wine. We started raising more money when the wine came <laughs> yeah. in. I don't know how that came yeah, out. Yeah, it got, always seems to step in perfectly. And you not only bring a cake, but you also put the theme of the Sherathon yeah. on yes. the cake. So you go yes. to Kroger or Walmart or whatever and say, hey. And that's also evangelization yes, because somebody has to make that cake and they get a, a, a Catholic uh, theme on their cake. It's time and the only time. thing we ask is that you start having shorter themes. You can't, <laughs> can't fit it all on the cake. <laughs> it's, that cost of icing is going up, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> The young lady at Tom Thumb knows me when I walk in now, and <laughs> she she uh, she expects the cake. Yeah, and of course we we always take a picture of the cake before everybody digs into it. And I think on the twentieth we're gonna put a little you know slideshow of all oh. at least some of them, oh, and fun. also the live remotes. And so, anyways, oh, that, 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 those are just examples of uh, how you all have just you know bent over backwards. I I call you all the the low hanging fruit. You know when I when I when I need something in a bind. You know, a live remote or this or a meal or it, it's the the porters are typically my first call. Let's move on to beyond GRN, the, the local Catholic community. Um, you all are longtime parishioners for about 20 years at Holy Family of Nazareth Parish in Irving. Before that, St. Luke's. And St. Luke's yes. in Y'all were quite involved at St. Luke's, weren't you? Can you talk about that involvement? Yes, we. I grew up at St. Luke's. I actually went to St. Luke's school, elementary school. So and then we got married and we had our children. So it was a natural progression, really. We didn't even think about it. We just put our children into that school. Plus, the nuns, two of the nuns that taught Steve taught all three of our children. Oh, is that right? Wow. Not many people have that opportunity. No, Sister Loretta really. and Sister Barbara Francis. Oh, okay. Okay. So then when our children were getting a little bit older into first, second, third grade, I was asked to run for the school board. So I did uh, school board at St. Luke's for two, three-year terms, um, two or three of those years as president of the school board. And then when that was over, uh, I moved over to, uh, Father asked me to help with finance, uh, finance council. So I was on finance council at St. Luke's for a few years. Mm. And that's where you met uh, then Father, um, Father Doug Desatel. Father Doug Desatel. Who yes. is now the bishop in, uh, is it Lafayette? Bishop of Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah, and he <laughs> remains a good friend to this day, he isn't is he? a very good friend. Yes. And uh, Cindy, you... Um, and have always had a, both of you have had a love for youth, and you were you with director of youth for you St. Luke's yes, for a few years. Yes, I was years? youth minister at St. Luke's for um, five years. Okay, and I started off with junior high, and then one year when um, we were starting the pro, you know the next year, the high school uh, director said, "Oh, by the way, I'm moving tomorrow, <laughs> so you've got high school." Mm-hmm. So I was real blessed to be able to get an unbelievable education through UD that uh, is four-year program mm-hmm. and um, was able to do that. So it was wonderful because um, total youth ministry was new, uh, which is pretty much all you see now, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a wonderful, it was a, a greater gift to me. I hope, I hope seeds were planted. Yes. She maybe. turned the old choir loft into a youth room and 
They had a stairway to heaven. She, she did all that. <laughs> Cindy accomplished a lot with oh, the youth group. Wow. And I, and I bet you those, uh, you know, those youth are no longer youth, but now they're raising kids. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, they, they, you never forget uh, the, the people that blessed you when you're in high school because that's such an important age. And uh, so those blessings continue to multiply. So thank you for that. One, one of their oh, children was, was spent the house spent the night at our house last night with our granddaughters. So oh, is that they're right? Still in the sound. Yes. They're oh, still wow. Best friends. Oh, that is awesome. Let, let me talk about a couple other things. Uh, your business and uh, the, the the patriotism, which really kind of go hand in hand. Let's start with the business. Porter's Army Navy uh, again has been a sponsor off and on really ever since the station went on the air. Yeah, it's right there on Irving Boulevard in, uh, in Irving. Uh, tell us about, it's a family business going back to 1946, right? Yes, it started in 1946. My father had five brothers. One of them was discharged from World War II in 45, of course, came to Irving, set up shop, and um, and started a little business on Irving Boulevard. Of course, it was a very very small town, very small street at the time. Uh, at one, but it's been actually the same address and the same family since 1946. We're very proud of that. And my uncles, with my father and two or three uncles, all, they all worked in the store time to time. Uh, then in '79. Cindy and I decided we wanted a little change, so I bought the store from my Uncle Larry in 1979, and uh, I've been there ever since. Mm. And uh, it's you all have great personalities for store owners because you know when you walk in, it's always, it's always a, it's a warm atmosphere there. It's a, it really I, I'm guessing you all don't consider these just customers. This is like a family. Oh no, they're friends. Yeah, yeah we've got on our friends. Facebook a, a thing for people of Porters, and you can come in. We'll take your picture with Steve, and you can we'll add you to our people of Porters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the city of Irving appreciates people like you. Not only are you business owners, but you're invested in the community. In fact, they honored you all, uh, I guess, a couple of years ago by literally naming a street after you. Yes, the street that uh, connects, what is it, 2nd and in, in, uh, Irving Boulevard? Yes, it, it's called Boulevard. Porter Way, right? Porter yes. Way, yeah, connects 2nd Street to Irving Boulevard. And runs along the side of our business. Yeah, that, that's, was, that's quite an honor. That was really oh. an honor. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I was I was blown away by that. Or how, tell tell us about your involvement in the the city of Irving. I think nowadays, myself included, we get very caught up in international and national politics and affairs, and we forget that there's a city council. We forget that there's a mayor. We forget that. You know, that things at the small level. I'm guessing y'all are more tapped into. The, the city that you live in than, than the average person? We have, um, to be honest, they're amazing to me because they seem to all get along. The city council gets along with the mayor. That's rare. Yeah. And then the same thing goes with the police and fire. And the same, you know, and there's meetings that are just not even a club. It's just open that we can go to and they they. They're open about everything. It's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. We try to be helpful <laughs> to, be to city council the city. and supportive when they need things and try to pick good Catholic candidates that are running for city council to support, of course. And 
and the schools and, and, and schools yes mm-hmm. and before i want to move on to the patriotic aspect of your lives but uh, porter's army navy itself and i've asked you this before and it just maybe some people are having the same kind of question is the difference between an army navy store and a pawn shop and 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 what, what kind of things do you sell and what are the the, the most popular items there back in the original army navy d- days they were filled with true military surplus because the government had warehouses and warehouses and warehouses filled with uh, war um, material, and they needed to get rid of it. They wanted it out into the economy. So that's where the, really where the, the birth of Army and Navy stores. Now, of course, it's changed a lot, and it's more. We try to stay more outdoor related. Um, and we do try very hard. We have more military surplus than most Army Navy stores, although it, it is hard to come by. But I've got a few sources, some of which have passed on, unfortunately. But we try to keep a good stock of military surplus. We have a sign that you can see when you walk in the store that Cindy had restored for me that was hanging out on the original store. It had, uh, I think it's Army Navy surplus, and it had parts in it. From uh, what nineteen forty something? Yeah, yeah. The parts in the signs from it that, was made. That, mm-hmm. that far back, but we we keep um, outdoor things. We have we have a firearms license, so we sell guns and we sell knives and we sell uh, scout uniforms and um, security security guard gear, uh, tactical boots, tactical pants. Uh, we carry Carhartt. So it's kind of a broad cross section of, uh, of goods, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And our army Navy stores, uh, it's a definitely a kind of a throwback, you know, like this one started uh, right after world war two. And uh, but it is uh, there is a bit of nostalgia in these kind of stores, isn't there? Oh yeah, well, it's oh very much so. So many times people walk in and they'll be looking and they'll say, "Oh my gosh, this brings back a lot of memories," you know. Yeah. Or I haven't seen my unit crest in thirty years, or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a dog tag machine that was actually manufactured in World War Two. And so, if somebody comes in that they have a child that's having a birthday. One of my favorite things to do is to find out their name and the age or something, and I'll just pipe out a little dog tag with a little information, hand it to them as a surprise for a birthday present, and it just lights the kids up, and uh, I really enjoy doing that. If anyone is looking to replicate tags from World War II, Vietnam, Korean War, where that's when they were using this machine, then they can come in and replicate yeah, and you've hey, made them for our family. volunteers before. You've, yeah. uh, I have some. My daughters yeah. have them. So it's kind of uh, a unique little item. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's move on to the, the patriotism. And every November, there's a Veterans Day parade. I think um, a lot of people have lost touch with patriotism. It's been on, you know, even the the flag and the national anthem, and uh, you know, honoring our nation. That is very much. Yeah, like in the line of fire in, in our culture today. Oh, we, we all know that. Absolutely. And Cindy, I, I think my understanding is you are, are you're very involved, if not the yes. organizer of this Veterans Day Parade. Tell yes. us, why, why, yes. why, why is this so important to you? That's her baby. Yeah, that's my baby. Um, everything we have, I mean, the sacrifices, they, 
they have given for us and that we have, um, we get to experience every day. Well, for me, the biggest was during Vietnam, I wanted to send uh, some packages or letter off to the troops. And my mom said, no, that nobody was asking for it and there's nowhere to take it. Hmm. And then our troops came home and said, no one, nobody cared. Yeah. So it's not like I don't do this. But our purpose is, I had no door. Our purpose is to be a door so that people who want to do something for the troops, want to support them, can. And those who are being supported, it matters. And um, I know the tiniest thing can matter. Uh, there was a POW in a situation where they thought they were abandoned and nobody knew they were there. And he got to a drawer that had um, uh, landing on the moon, man landing on the moon. And uh, he was able to go back and tap on the cell saying, America owns the moon. Hmm. They had already been imprisoned, I think, eight years and tortured. They continued to be uh, imprisoned another five, I think. But he said, after that, no one broke. Mm. One stamp, one person saw. And they never got to speak to each other. Changed everyone. So anything we send, one letter, one person gets in a unit, one anything matters to more. Yeah. So our purpose of UFT is not send a bunch of stuff there. Our purpose is to build the bond between we, the people, and our troops. And our event on Veterans Day is to build the bond between we, the people. Got to do that first. Amen. How many years have you been doing the uh, uh, Support the Troops event? Since uh, two days after 9-11. Okay. Oh, two days after. So yes. So 9-13 you did, you did one? Is that right? Yes. Uh, that of, of 2001. Yes. Oh, wow. We, um, everybody's saying, what are we going to do? And we said, well, okay, what are we going to do? So we got with Irving High School and uh, collected funds to support the victims the first two years. And then as soon as our troops started moving out, mm-hmm. then we started driving stuff to Fort Hood. Yeah. And then when they stopped sending it, we supported the incoming wounded with their gift bags. And then when they didn't need it any longer, then... We started shipping overseas. Yeah. You know, um, if you're just tuning in, this is the Memorial Day Good News Program, and I'm introducing you to Steve and Cindy Porter, who are the, the recipients and will be the recipients of the 2023 Transmitter of the Faith Award at the Summer Speaker Series event. The keynote speaker will be Father Bill Casey of the Fathers of Mercy, and uh, they're also the owners of Porter's Army Navy, as we talked about. And I think, you know, just to kind of, kind of wrap things up here, the, the, the common thread that kind of runs through your life, you know, with the generosity, the humility that I talked about, the civic, the sense of civic responsibility, honest business people, patriots, it's, you're Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, you're, you're just living, you know, of course, we're all sinners and we all fall short of the yes. glory of God, but uh, you're trying, it seems like you're really trying to live authentically Catholic lives. We try to. Yeah. Yes, we and try. We're like, Everyone else. So it's not that we have exceptional abilities. We're not, we don't have exceptional money or power or anything, but we're just like listeners. Mm-hmm. If you feel like, you know, you're just doing what you can, doing your best, well, we're just like that. 
whenever I see a young person come in with a crucifix on, I always make Mm -hmm. a point to tell them, I'm glad you're wearing a crucifix that looks nice on you and Mm -hmm. try and compliment that because you see a lot of crosses. You don't see as many crucifixes, of course. So whenever I see one, I always try to compliment them. Mm -hmm. Just little things, you know. I've met many new customers who've said they'd do anything for Steve because they've never met anything, anyone like him and said, I don't know what it is. Well, that's the way he he evangelizes. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he, uh, both of you, you're just, again, going back, generosity and humility. I mean, that, that whenever I go, and typically when I go into Porter's Army Navy and I want to talk to Steve, you know, for, for 30 seconds, I, and I'm happy to do it, I'll have to wait 10 or 15 <laughs> minutes because he's always serving somebody, yeah. he's talking to somebody, he's doing something uh, important for his job. And so, anyways, uh, as we wrap this up, I want to thank you uh, for all you do for the GRN, for your community, for the, the broader Catholic community, for the troops, um, you know, again, you know, it's, it, people say, well, why, why are they the recipients? I think the last 25 minutes, it's solidified in my mind, at least. I think everybody listening, why you're such worthy recipients, uh, even though you're going to say, oh, and of course, there's always, you know, a lot of people that we could honor, but I, I think we've, we've spent quality time here talking about yes. why we, you, you, you're appreciated. Um, well, and so thank you. Thank, thank you for you. blessing us this way. Thank We're you. very humbled. We are very honored, very humbled, Dave. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here and chat with you. All right, uh, and an honor to be here as well. And so we are halfway through the Memorial Day program of the Good News Show. When we come back, we're going to talk about something somewhat related. Uh, there's a there's a, a camp for young boys nine through thirteen called Camp Subiaco, and this is where you, the boys get to go out and, as Pat Franz is going to explain, and be boys, you know, and shoot guns and shotguns and you know zip line and canoe and just just have fun this summer. And so if you're interested in something for your boys to go up to Arkansas for a week and just be a boy and have fun and, and also be in a very holy community of Benedictine monks, uh, Pat's going to tell us all about that right after this break here on The Good News Show. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. A friend of mine said to me, Steve, a Catholic Mass is not even biblical. Do you believe that? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, scriptural abundance. About 100 Bible verses are woven into a Catholic Mass, which does not include the four distinct Bible readings each and every Sunday. In the liturgical three-year cycle, 71% of the entire New Testament and 89% of the entire Gospels are proclaimed and preached. Secondly, Dave Verbum states, quote, the Church is always venerated the divine scriptures and offers to the faithful the bread of life from the table of both God's word and Christ's body, end quote. And thirdly, my pesky comeback. Most likely, the pastor at your seeker-friendly, charismatic, or megachurch may start out with a Bible verse, but then quickly set sail on a journey of inspiration, emotion, and personal experience while being quite light on a biblical passages. Pastor, where's those hundred Bible verses at your church service? A hundred Bible verses in 60 minutes? Yep, you're invited to Mass, so come and see. Give your children the gift of an authentically Catholic classical education at Sacred Heart Catholic School, a sponsor of KATH 910 AM. We're located in Munster, Texas, and we provide transportation from Denton every day. 98% of our graduates attend college, and our ACT-SAT scores are typically 20% higher than average Texas public school scores, and we're affordable. Our tuition is roughly half the cost of other Catholic high schools in DFW. Learn more at shmunster.com. That's shmunster.com. 
I got pregnant in college. I was taught good girls don't have a baby without being married. I knew it would destroy my family, so I had an abortion. We at Healing After Abortion understand the pain suffered by those who chose abortion in their past. If abortion has left you alone and full of regret, join us on August 4th to 6th on a Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. Call us confidentially at 214-544-CARE or visit us at racheldallas.org. Again, we hope you're having a blessed Memorial Day, and this is a recorded program, and I am so honored, and it's so appropriate in this first segment of the program of Memorial Day to introduce you to two wonderful, wonderful people who have been an amazing blessing, not only to this station, but to the broader Catholic community and the broader community at, at whole. And they are none other than the recipients, uh, will be the recipients of the 2023 Transmitter of the Faith Award at our Summer Speaker Series event, 15th Annual Summer Speaker Series event, July 20th, Frontiers of Flight Museum with guest speaker Father Bill Casey. It's only a couple of months away, but this is the official uh, interview of them. And they are none other than Steve and Cindy Porter. Uh, longtime friends and generous supporters in so many ways of Catholic Radio. And as we talk about this, uh, Steve and Cindy, you'll see they not only support Catholic Radio, but the broader Catholic community and also uh, have a very, very great love for this country and a great love for veterans and active uh, duty servicemen and women. And we're going to talk about patriotism as well. So first of all, congratulations. Thanks for being here. Great to see both of you. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Dave. Thank you. We're honored to be here. We appreciate the award. Thank you for inviting us. I know whenever you like say good, true things about humble people, they tend to not like it because they're humble. And <laughs> so, but I'm going to embarrass y'all a little bit and just say that the words that come to my mind when I think of the two of you is so well, two words: uh, generosity and humility. Uh, just a, a spirit of generosity that you just pour yourselves out. You don't really ask for anything in return, and you're just humble souls. And so I won't even ask you to comment on that because you're probably going to say, be quiet, Dave, and get on, to, get on to your next question. But I just want to thank you for exhibiting those two two virtues, which I, I think uh, are the ones that, that, that come to my mind. But anyways... The uh, Transmitter of the Faith Award. You, uh, congratulations. I know you all have been to many of these events. You probably are the, never thought that you would be up there on stage getting it, but uh, I think never. you're a very, very worthy recipient. So congratulations. Well, thank you very much. We're more than honored. I, I hope we're worthy of the award. I was amazed and honored when you called and told me that. And uh, tried to get you to change your mind, but you <laughs> didn't want to do it. But we, we appreciate it very much. We've been... I haven't missed a speaker series. I don't believe in the people that have gotten the award are uh, amazing people. They do much greater things than Cindy and I do. But we're very honored and very happy to be able to receive the award. So, Steve, you've got a story about how you first came in contact with Catholic Radio. Can you, can you tell us about that? Yes, it, that's actually kind of an interesting story. I'm a parrot head. Parrot heads are fans of Jimmy Buffett. And so Jimmy Buffett has a channel on a Sirius XM called Radio Margaritaville. <laughs> Way back in the day, that was hard to get. They didn't have a satellite radio in cars or anything. You had to buy special radio. So I, I bought a radio and took it home. And I was flipping through the channels trying to find the right one. 
and I came across um, Guad- not Guadalupe Radio at the time, but EWTN Radio, and I was just amazed. I hadn't known it existed at the time, and this great Catholic education, and um, I, I was amazed. I was happy to find it, and I started listening to that, and pretty soon EWTN was on the radio and, and not Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> so at night, when I work late, when the store closes, I had a little um, antenna, a little like a hockey puck thing I would drag out to the parking lot. It could pick up the radio, run the antenna into the inside the showroom, and uh, had EWT in while I was working. It was just so awesome to learn about. You know, I went to Catholic school, but pretty soon you listen to Father Mitch and all the great radio personalities, and you realize I only knew a thimbleful of the faith, and it was just wonderful being able to glean you know, more and more Catholic knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, EWTN has uh, most of the same programs as we do, but with uh, 9, 10 a.m. Guadalupe Radio, you also get the local content. Uh, many people have often heard uh, Porter's Army Navy mentioned on yes. uh, Catholic Radio, and so through your sponsorship. Cindy, what about you? Why, why, why is supporting and being so generous to Catholic Radio here locally important to you? Well, we love Catholic school because it doesn't just give you education. It gives you education in your faith and building it and giving you something to build on once you once you move on through life. And this opens the door to to anyone who's stepped away, anyone who's wanted to know more, uh, anyone who's not available to be there in person, and it can reach out to people that you would never, wouldn't have another way to become connected and, and to allow their faith to build and grow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I think about why your, your names came up when, I, when we were talking about Transmitter the Faith Award, it's, you know, this generosity of spirit. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know I'm pretty certain that I could call either one of you at any point and say, you know what, we're in a bind, we need $500 for the, the Sherathon matching gift. And, you know, of course, I don't make those calls often to you guys, but you would no, say yes. and would be there. And, and you've always, you've always, the answer is always yes. Anything and, we could do. We, you know, I spend too much time working, but supporting your station is a way, too, that we can help, um, you know, evangelize to people because I don't get out of the store that much. Uh, really, and every January we host a uh, we do a live remote broadcast yes. at your store, and y'all are doing much more of a favor for us than we are for you. And before I go on Christmas break, I always say, "Gosh, before I go on break and relax for two weeks, I just need to get something scheduled for January." And you're always my first call because because <laughs> I, I know the answer is always yes. And, yes. and 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 it's this kind of spirit of generosity that you just if I say, "Hey, can we come Thursday?" Yes. Can we come Saturday? Yes. Can we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, you just, well, hey, Dave, whatever you guys need. Whatever you need. And now, the big one that people need to realize, and if they're not volunteers for the GR, they may not realize this, is what you all do every single Sherathon. Can you, uh, Cindy, can you express that, what every Sherathon y'all do and how this idea came about? Because it's, it's a really creative and very generous thing that you do. Well, um, David talked to Steve about, you know, that they need help receiving meals and stuff for all their volunteers. So we started bringing food. Well, food needs dessert, so we started making <laughs> cake. 
And then that makes you thirsty. So, of course, we started bringing wine. We started raising more money when the wine came <laughs> yeah. in. I don't know how that came yeah, out. Yeah, it got, always seems to step in perfect. And you not only bring a cake, but you also put the theme of the Sherathon yes. on yes. the cake. So you go yes. to Kroger or Walmart or whatever and say, hey. And that's also evangelization yes, because somebody has to make that cake and they get a, a, a Catholic uh, theme on their cake. It's time, and the only time. thing we ask is that you start having shorter themes because we, <laughs> we can't fit it all on the cake. <laughs> it's, that cost of icing is going up, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> The young lady at Tom Thumb knows me when I walk in now, and <laughs> she she uh, she expects the cake. Yeah, and of course we we always take a picture of the cake before everybody digs into it. And I think on the twentieth we're gonna put a little you know slideshow of all oh, at least some of them, oh, and fun. also the live remotes. And so, anyways, oh, that, 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 those are just examples of uh, how you all have just you know bent over backwards. I I call you all the the low hanging fruit. You know when I when I when I need something in a bind. You know, a live remote or this or a meal or it, it's the the porters are typically my first call. Let, let's move on to beyond GRN, the, the local Catholic community. Um, you all are longtime parishioners for about 20 years at Holy Family of Nazareth Parish in Irving. Before that, St. Luke's. And St. Luke's yes. in Irving. Y'all were quite involved at St. Luke's, weren't you? Can you talk about that involvement? Yes, we. I grew up at St. Luke's. I actually went to St. Luke's school, elementary school. So, and then we got married and we had our children. So it was a natural progression, really. We didn't even think about it. We just put our children into that school. Plus, the nuns, two of the nuns that taught Steve taught all three of our children. Oh, is that right? Wow. Not many people have that opportunity. No, Sister really. Beretta and Sister Barbara Francis. Oh, okay. Okay. So then when our children were getting a little bit older into first, second, third grade, I was asked to run for the school board. So I did uh, school board at St. Luke's for two, three-year terms, um, two or three of those years as president of the school board. And then when that was over, uh, I moved over to, uh, Father asked me to help with finance, uh, finance council. So I was on finance council at St. Luke's for a few years. Mm. And that's where you met uh, then Father, um, Father Doug Desatel. Father Doug Desatel. Who yes. is now the bishop in, is it Lafayette? Bishop of Lafayette, Louisiana. Yeah, and he <laughs> remains a good friend to this day, he isn't is he? a very good friend. Yes. And uh, Cindy, you... Um, and have always had a, uh, both of you have had a love for youth, and you were you with director of youth for you St. Luke's yes, for a I few years. Yes, I was youth minister at St. Luke's for um, five years. Okay, and I started off with junior high, and then one year when um, we were starting the pro, you know the next year, the high school uh, director said, "Oh, by the way, I'm moving tomorrow, <laughs> so you've got high school." Mm-hmm. So I was real blessed to be able to get an unbelievable education through UD that uh, is four-year program mm-hmm. and um, was able to do that. So it was wonderful because um, total youth ministry was new, uh, which is pretty much all you see now, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a wonderful, it was a, a greater gift to me. I hope, I hope seeds were planted. Yes. She turned the old choir loft into a youth room, and they had a stairway to heaven. She, she did all that. <laughs> Cindy accomplished a lot with oh, the youth group. Wow. And I, and I bet you those uh, you know, those youth are no longer youth, but now they're raising kids. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, you never forget uh, the, the people that blessed you when you're in high school, because that's such an important age. 
And uh, so those blessings continue to multiply. So thank you for that. One, one of their oh, children was, was spent the house, spent the night at our house last night with our granddaughters. So oh, is that they're right? They're still in the. Yes, they're oh, still wow. best friends. Oh, that is awesome. Let, let me talk about a couple other things. Uh, your business and uh, the, the the patriotism, which really kind of go hand in hand. Let's start with the business. Porter's Army Navy, uh, again, has been a, a sponsor off and on, uh, really ever since the station went on the air. Uh, it's right there on Irving Boulevard in, uh, in Irving. Uh, tell us about, it's a family business going back to 1946, right? Yes, it started in 1946. My father had five brothers. One of them was discharged from World War II in 45, of course, came to Irving, set up shop, and, uh, and started a little business on Irving Boulevard. Of course, it was a very, very small town, very small street at the time. Uh, But it's been actually the same address and the same family since 1946. We're very proud of that. And my uncles, with my father and two or three uncles, they all worked in the store time to time. Uh, Then in 79, Cindy and I decided we wanted a little change. So I bought the store from my uncle Larry in 1979, and uh, I've been there ever since. Mm. And uh, it's you all have great personalities for store owners because you know when you walk in, it's it's always it's a warm atmosphere there. It's a it really. I'm guessing you all don't consider these just customers. This is like a family. Oh no, they're friends. Yeah, Yeah, we've got on our Facebook a a thing for people reporters, and you can come in. We'll take your picture with Steve, and you can we'll add you to our people reporters. Mm And, you know, the, the city of Irving appreciates people like you. Not only are you business owners, but you're invested in the community. In fact, they honored you all, uh, I guess a couple of years ago by literally naming a street after yes. you. The yes, street that uh, connects, what is it, second in, in uh, Irving Boulevard? Yes, second in it's Irving called Boulevard. Porter Way, right? Porter yes. Way, yeah, connects second street to Irving Boulevard. Runs along the side of our business. Yeah, that, that's, was, that's quite an honor. That was really oh, an honor. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I, was, I was blown away by that. Our, how, tell, tell us about your involvement in the, the city of Irving. I think nowadays, myself included, we get very caught up in international and national politics and affairs, and we forget that there's a city council. We forget that there's a mayor. We forget that, you know, they're, 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 that things at the small level. I'm guessing y'all are more tapped into the city that you live in than, than the average person? We have, um, to be honest, they're amazing to me because they seem to all get along. The city council gets along with the mayor. That's rare. Yeah. And then the same thing goes with the police and fire. And the same, you know, and there's meetings that are just not even a club. It's just open that we can go to and they they. They're open about everything. It's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. We try to be helpful <laughs> to, be to city council the city. and supportive when they need things and try to pick good Catholic candidates that are running for city council to support, of course. And, and the schools. And, 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 and schools, yes. Mm-hmm. And before well, I want to move on to the patriotic aspect of your lives, but uh, Porter's Army Navy itself, and I've asked you this before, and it just maybe some people are having the same kind of question, is the difference between an Army Navy store and a pawn shop, and, and, and what, what kind of things do you sell, and what are the, the, the most popular items there? Back in the 
original Army Navy d- days, they were filled with true military surplus because the government had warehouses and warehouses and warehouses filled with uh, war um, material, and they needed to get rid of it. They wanted it out into the economy. So that's where the, really where the, the birth of Army and Navy stores. Now, of course, it's changed a lot, and it's more, we try to stay more outdoor-related, um, and we do try very hard. We have more military surplus than most Army Navy stores, although it, it is hard to come by. But I've got a few sources, some of which have passed on, unfortunately. But we try to keep a good stock of military surplus. We have a sign that you can see when you walk in the store that Cindy had restored for me that was hanging out on the original store. It had, uh, I think it's Army Navy surplus, and it had parts in it from, uh, what, 1940-something, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the parts in the sign from but it that. it was made. That, mm-hmm. that far back. <clears throat> but we, we keep um, outdoor things. We have, we have a firearms license, so we sell guns and we sell knives and we sell uh, scout uniforms and um, security, security guard gear, uh, tactical boots, tactical pants. Uh, we carry Carhartt. So it's kind of a broad cross section of, uh, of goods, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And our Army Navy stores, uh, it's a definitely got kind of a throwback, you know, like this one started uh, right after World War II. And uh, but it is uh, there is a bit of nostalgia in these kind of stores, isn't there? Oh yeah, well, oh very store much so. So many times people walk in and they'll be looking and they'll say, "Oh my gosh, this brings back a lot of memories," you know? Yeah. Or I haven't seen my unit crest in thirty years, or things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a dog tag machine that was actually manufactured in World War Two. And so, if somebody comes in that they have a child that's having a birthday. One of my favorite things to do is to find out their name and the age or something. And I'll just pipe out a little dog tag with a little information, hand it to them as a surprise for a birthday present. And it just lights the kids up. And uh, I really enjoy doing that. If anyone is looking to replicate tags from World War II, Vietnam, Korean War, where they, that's when they were using this machine. Yeah. Then they can come in and replicate. Yeah, and you've hey, made them for our volunteers before. You've, uh, I have some. My daughters yeah. have them. So it's kind of uh, a unique little item. Yeah, yeah. So let's uh, let's move on to the, the patriotism. And every November, there's a Veterans Day parade. I think um, a lot of people have lost touch with patriotism. It's been on, you know, even the the flag and the national anthem, and uh, you know, honoring our nation. That is very much. Yeah, like in the line of fire in in our culture today, oh, we, we all know that. Absolutely, and Cindy, I, I think my understanding is you are are the very involved, if not the yes. organizer of this Veterans Day parade. Tell yes. us why why yes. why why is this so important to you? That's her baby. Yeah, that's my baby. Um, everything we have, I mean, the sacrifices they they have given for us, and that we have um, we get to experience every day. Well, for me. The biggest was during Vietnam. I wanted to send uh, some packages or letter off to the troops, and my mom said no. That nobody was asking for it, and there's nowhere to take it. Hmm. And then our troops came home and said no one, nobody cared. Yeah. 
So it's not like I don't do this, but our purpose is, I had no door. Our purpose is to be a door so that people who want to do something for the troops, want to support them, can. And those who are being supported, it matters. And um, I know the tiniest thing can matter. Uh, There was a POW in a situation where they thought they were abandoned and nobody knew they were there. And he got to a drawer that had um, uh, landing on the moon, man landing on the moon. And uh, he was able to go back and tap on the cell saying, America owns the moon. Hmm. They had already been imprisoned, I think, eight years and tortured. They continued to be uh, imprisoned another five, I think. But he said after that, no one broke. Mm. One stamp, one person saw. And they never got to speak to each other. Changed everyone. So anything we send, one letter, one person gets in a unit, one anything matters to more. Yeah. So our purpose of UFT is not send a bunch of stuff there. Our purpose is to build the bond between we the people and our troops. And our event on Veterans Day is to build the bond between we the people. Got to do that first. Amen. How many years have you been doing the uh, uh, Support the Troops event? Uh, Since two days after 9-11. Okay. Oh, two days after. So yes. so 9-13 you did, you did one? Is that right? Yes. Uh, that of, of 2001. Yes. Oh, wow. We, um, everybody's saying, what are we going to do? And we said, well, okay, what are we going to do? So we got with Irving High School and uh, collected funds to support the victims the first two years. And then as soon as our troops started moving out, mm-hmm. then we started driving stuff to Fort Hood. Yeah. And then when they stopped sending it, we supported the incoming wounded with their gift bags. And then when they didn't need it any longer, then... We started shipping overseas. Yeah. You know, um, if you're just tuning in, this is the Memorial Day Good News Program, and I'm introducing you to Steve and Cindy Porter, who are the, the recipients and will be the recipients of the 2023 Transmitter of the Faith Award at the Summer Speaker Series event. The keynote speaker will be Father Bill Casey of the Fathers of Mercy, and uh, they're also the owners of Porter's Army Navy, as we talked about. And I think, you know, just to kind of kind of wrap things up here, the, the, the common thread that kind of runs through your life, you know, with the generosity, the humility that I talked about, the civic the sense of civic responsibility, honest business people, patriots, it's you're Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, you're, you're just living, you know, of course, we're all sinners and we all fall short of the yes. glory of God, but uh, you're trying, it seems like you're really trying to live authentically Catholic lives. We try to. Yeah. Yes, we and try. we're like everyone else so it's not that we have exceptional abilities we're not we don't have exceptional money or power or anything but we're just like listeners mm-hmm. if you feel like you know you're just doing what you can doing your best well we're just like that yeah whenever i see a young person come in with a crucifix on I always make mm-hmm. a point to tell them i'm glad you're wearing a crucifix it looks nice on you and Mm-hmm. Try and compliment that because you see a lot of crosses. You don't see as many crucifixes, of course. So yeah. whenever I see one, I always try to compliment them. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. met many Just little new things, cu- you know. I've met many new customers who've said 
they'd do anything for Steve because they've never met anything, anyone like him and said, I don't know what it is. Well, that's the way he he evangelizes. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he, uh, both of you, you're just... Again, going back, generosity and humility. I mean, that, that whenever I go, and typically when I go into Porter's Army and Navy and I want to talk to Steve, you know, for, for 30 seconds, I, and I'm happy to do it. I'll have to wait 10 or 15 minutes because he's always serving somebody. Yeah. He's talking to somebody. He's doing something uh, important for his job. And so, anyways, uh, as we wrap this up, I want to thank you uh, for all you do for the GRN, for your community, for the, the broader Catholic community, for the troops, um, you know, again, you know, it's, it, people say, well, why, why are they the recipients? I think the last 25 minutes, it's solidified in my mind, at least. I think everybody listening, why you're such worthy recipients, uh-oh. even though you're going to say, oh, and of course, there's always, you know, a lot of people that we could honor, but I, I think we've we've spent quality time here talking about yes. why we you, you, you're appreciated. Uh, well, 